0: Hey y'all, DJ Louie here just dropping a preview of our latest Pop Pantheon All Access episode in which Russ and I are breaking down the three biggest new releases of 2024 so far, all of which dropped last Thursday night, starting with Ariana Grande's big new single, Yes And, from her forthcoming seventh album, Eternal Sunshine, and also Lil Nas X's Jay Christ and Jennifer Lopez's Can't Get Enough. These, as I mentioned, are kicking off the year in pop 2024 more or less, and Russ and I are dying diving into each of them, how successful they are, and what they say about artists, big pop stars even from three different generations are approaching the singles game in 2024. So it was a really great conversation, and if you want to hear the rest of it, you can subscribe to Pop Pantheon all access by going to patreon.com/poppantheon or clicking the link in the show notes of this episode where you can hear the rest of this episode and weekly, I said that right, weekly bonus episodes of this show. So here is a snippet of that conversation. Uh-huh. Hello, Louie. Hi, Russ. The girls are back and they're girling. They're girling. I'm actually remembering that you've really stopped with your whole bit you used to do where you would somehow incorporate like a pop star's name into your greeting of me. What happened to that little bit?
1: I ran out of pop stars. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the music industry. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> wow. And this podcast eventually. <laughs> wow. Some dark, dark thoughts here on a cold winter morning in January, but we have some hot topics to discuss. Yes, let's
0: go. I'm ready. (laughs)
1: Okay, off the top, I do want to say that we have a pop Patreon playlist. If you would like to join this, and we do recommend that you do join it, send us a DM on Patreon and we will send you a link to it and you can add songs on. It's been a little dormant over the past few weeks because, of course, none of the big pop girlies have been releasing until this past week. However, we're going to be getting tons of new music and we want to see what you're listening to. It's a really fun way. I love to see what all the patrons are listening. And then I go through that list and I make selections for our new music speed rounds, which we will be doing as soon as we start getting a few more releases. But today we have a few... Very exciting things, and we're going to start, of course, with the massive return of Ponytail. How do you feel, Louie? How
0: do I feel about the song, or how do I feel about the return in general?
1: Just the return in general. It's January, and we are back. How are you feeling? Are you invigorated? Oh, are how you am alive? I feeling you... not
0: related to Ariana. I do feel invigorated. I'm very excited. I feel like we have so much fun stuff planned coming up for everybody. And I actually do feel like the releases that we're going to speak about today, like kick off the year in pop in some ways. Like it's been, as you mentioned, like late December, early January, kind of like a dead zone for new music releases. And it really felt like this past Friday, popular music returned with a vengeance.
1: And I'm excited to be off to the races, I guess.
0: How about you? Are you excited? Are you invigorated?
1: I am. I'm very invigorated. I hate when Christmas music is on the charts. I felt a real breath of relief after I saw the Hot 100 clear out, you know, Brenda and Mariah and bring back our girls. And yeah, we are going to talk first about Ariana Grande's Yes And. Of course, this is the lead single off of Ariana's forthcoming seventh studio album, Maternal Sunshine. It's also her first solo single in over three years. Hey, yeah. written and produced by two of Ari's most trusted hitmakers Max Martin and Ilya who are absent from her last album 2020's Positions. This is a house track pulling some pretty obvious inspiration from Madonna's Vogue. It's also sort of a kiss-off anthem addressing Ariana's critics and the music video for this song pays direct Homage to another 80s pop icon, the fabulous Paula Abdul and her classic video for cold hearted. Louis, what were your first impressions of this song? What did you think when you hit play?
0: Well, I guess maybe this is like a good moment for me to share a bit of like my galaxy brain take on these three singles that we're going to speak about today, which will be obviously Yes and Little Nas X's Jay Christ and Jennifer Lopez's Can't Get Enough, which was, I feel like across these three releases, we're getting a really interesting view into how three pop stars from three different generations are attacking the lead single question or maybe the single question in general here because Mm -hmm. I feel like if we're gonna broaden our scope a little bit, I feel like we're in a really interesting moment for singles in general and like the role that they play in pop star album cycles and maybe this is like a tip of the hat to what our B-side is going Going to be this coming Thursday, but I feel like there is this kind of larger question about like how important singles are and like what a single is supposed to do and function as for a pop star in a landscape where it feels like especially for superstars like the interest is kind of there regardless of the single and like aside from maybe one big hit a lot of blockbuster albums like aren't churning on singles in the same way that they did for a lot of pop history and it feels also like pop music is in a bit of like a siloed moment where it's like each star and like the various factors that go into their stardom, whether that's their age or just their audience or the type of like musician they are, the type of visual artist they are, like what they need to do in terms of a single like feels different. Like I don't feel like there's one sort of central organizing like genre in pop right now. I don't, you know, so it just, that was one of the most interesting parts of like listening to these three singles is that you really have three distinct generations with three kind of like perhaps somewhat overlapping, but like different audiences kind of trying to answer the question. Of, like, what is the lead single in 2024? So, when it came to Ariana and I heard the house references and specifically the kind of Shep Pettibone, Madonna, circa erotica, and Vogue references here, or even like a little bit of like Kathy Dennis, like touch me all night long vibes to this, this sort mm-hmm. of effervescent, like strutting, like snare heavy, drum filled, airy take on electronic disco music, I guess. It immediately sort of situated her in my head with a very specific Echelon of pop stars which is kind of like the pop star that is still relevant but is like definitely like somewhere between like zeitgeist and legacy act and like I know Ariana is still kind of zeitgeist status like she's not really a legacy pop star but in thinking about this in conversation with both like Chromatica and Renaissance two albums by other really elite pop stars who are both kind of in their like grand dame eras in some ways I felt like it was interesting to hear Ariana like seemingly purposefully positioning herself within that particular milieu which is like not something that is necessarily the providence of like younger generations of pop stars. Dua Lipa of course is making like disco music, but that's a sort of different vibe. Like this is a very specific sound that feels very specifically in conversation with those two divas in particular. So that was mm. my first reaction to it beyond like how I feel about it as a song. It was like, okay, Ariana is definitely like working on a trend that seems to be part of a very specific type of contemporary female pop star.
1: Could we perhaps parse apart what is actually going on here? Because this is not a sample and it's actually maybe not an interpolation either, but this has been a topic of discussion how this is pulling inspiration from Vogue, which it sounds quite a bit like, but what is actually going on here? with the beats,
0: Well, I think it's a spiritual interpolation more so than like a direct interpolation. It's like, in terms of how the drum programming works and sounds, it really does sound a lot like the sort of strut of those Shep Pettibone Madonna songs like Vogue or Deeper and Deeper. And that's been a sound, again, that feels like it's being mined a lot by these particular divas. It's like something that really reminds me of like Babylon by Lady Gaga, for instance. Obviously, Mm -hmm. the Break My Soul Queen's remix is in the conversation here. So I'd say it's referencing a very specific moment in 90s House where House was sort of transitioning from the sort of like sharp, edged electronic beats of like late 80s new wave music as like personified by like True Blue Madonna era or Janet sort of like pre New Jack Swing sounding like industrial funk music and the sort of transition into like smoother house sounds in the like early 90s. Like this was kind of like a pivotal transitional moment in that where like music was like sort of still had kind of like the sharper edges of some of that industrial funk sounding music, but like was also moving towards like the four on the floor strut of like, house music that was going to be like the more dominant sort of sound in the like mid 90s to the late 90s so it's definitely specifically referential i feel like to that exact kind of like 90 91 sound anything else that i missed there you think
1: no i think that you've got it i would say do you like this song
0: so i've had an interesting reaction to it which is like when i first heard it i that was just a preview. If you enjoyed that and you want to hear the rest of the episode, plus weekly bonus episodes of this show and so many other perks, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash or click the link in the show notes of this episode.